0: What are we doing? What kind of life are we living right now? We've got global warming about it, wipe us all out, and we don't even care. We're all living a fake life, artificial life, me included. I'm just learning of the truth. I heard this one quote, the truth will set you free. I believe Jesus said it. The truth will set you free. I'm just starting to learn about the reality of the situation we're in. I'm just starting to learn about how we've been brainwashed all our lives in this system. I'm just starting to figure out that I may not even have 50 years ahead of me on this earth. I may not even have 25 years left. I may not even have one year. I'm just starting to learn of all this stuff. And I've just read one book so far. Not even halfway done. Dancing After the Music Stops. And this is book one of like 180 books on the ultimate reading list for human beings. Just book one. And I'm already seeing major shifts in my thinking. How I perceive things. All around everything. My meditation today was the best that it's ever been. Every single day I'm getting better and better at my meditation. I'm getting deeper and deeper. I'm getting better and better. And right now my goals for meditation is simply just to build my virtual senses. To actually develop them. Because we all have our five senses that we experience right now. But... We Not everyone has their virtual senses built up. So when you're meditating and you are in focus 12, right now all I see is blackness. I have to create an image. I have to focus. The way that it works is I have to kind of fall asleep and lose focus, but also direct my attention towards something. And then whenever I realize something is happening, I instantly become conscious of it and then it's end it and it it ends. Like in Dancing If the Music Stops, I was reading it today and he said that eventually the truth will shine through. Like eventually there will be a crack and the truth will shine through. And you can actually make it make the crack bigger and have more light shine through quicker. By being in solitude, and so that was that image of just light shining through was in my mind at the time. and when I'm meditating, I sometimes my mind kind of wanders and like kind of falls asleep. I lose consciousness, but then like images appear. It's weird because during my day, I can't visualize. But if I just fall asleep, like my mind like falls asleep, I lose conscious or my I just my consciousness is asleep. Then I can actually visualize and see images. It's quite it's pretty weird. And I noticed that every single time I become conscious of it and like see it, then it just instantly goes away. And that same thing happened when I was meditating today. I was just meditating normal. And then I kind of lost, my mind drifted away. And then I just saw this massive ray of light shine, like instantly, just for a moment. My whole entire eyes like lit up. And then it, and then I became conscious of it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then it instantly ended. Just the moment I became conscious of it. And I feel as though it's because my mind is holding me back. Because you're only limited by your own limitations you place upon yourself. Like, you are, like, we are gods. So, the only limitations we have are those that we place upon ourselves. And so, I feel as though when my mind wandered, I lost, I, like, gained those visual senses for an instant. And then once I realized that it was happening my mind instantly took control of the situation and it ended and so I lost the ability to perceive that event and so what I'm doing is just practicing because I feel as though I can develop the skills for my mind to be able to see this while it's conscious and also it will be the more and more I feel like I, I have three core, I have a core three. This is my framework that I'm living by right now in my current it, current life right now. My core three is spirituality, which I'm doing through meditation. Worldview, which I'm doing through books, which is like discovering the truth. And then the third one is documentation, which I'm doing through this podcast as well as recording shorts to post on tiktok and youtube and so i feel like they're all connected the documentation obviously because i'm documenting everything that i learn along the way but i feel like especially the meditation as well as the worldview the spirituality as well as the discovering the truth are both connected because like i said my mind instantly tried to take control of the situation That's because I'm still in my, I'm still brainwashed and I'm just trying to chip away. I told my friend today that we're at school and like, I can't wait until school is over for us because I am doing it now, but especially once school is over, I'm going to lock in on the inner work and just instantly start chipping away at all of the layers that school has like built upon in my brain chip away at everything that school put into my worldview and that's what the inner work is all about that's what the meditation the spirituality is all about but it's also like i said when i had that moment of i had an instant moment of actually perceiving something in my meditation today but it instantly disappeared because my mind decided to take control because my mind is still under society's sway. And so I feel as though once I start learning all of this stuff and reading all these books, then my mind will be more open to these new ideas because I noticed that reality transurfing absolutely shattered my worldview and I actually, it destroyed my mind so much that I had to stop. Like I didn't have to, but I chose to stop reading it for the first time through because it was like shattering my, like everything that I knew. So I couldn't handle it emotionally. And I eventually finished it. And then I eventually read it a second time through. And that's the first book, first and only book that I've read so far that has shattered my worldview. And I have a feeling that these books to come, especially Die Wise, Come of Age, Ascent on Humanity, and The Egypt Code, as well as Journey Out of Bodies, are all going to shatter my worldview again and in all their own way. Because I'm learning about how one of the themes in Ascent of Humanity is we are separated from nature and separated from ourselves which is the root cause of our suffering, like of the, the cause of how our reality is being destroyed as we know it. And then I also know that in Die Wise, it's all about how we live in a society. And I'm talking about American society as well as like North American society. I'm pretty sure... Uh, America and Canada like Western civilization lives in a society where death is feared and death is not talked about and people don't talk about it and it seemed it seems as something as a disease like it's not supposed to happen it's unnatural when The fear of death is what creates mediocrity. The fear of death is what creates drones. And one of my favorite, or one of the quotes that stuck to me so far in Dancing After Music Stops is, the school system turns gods into drones. And it's, it's the school system, it's our worldview, it's our fear of death. And I'm realizing that that's one of the big pillars in Expert Secrets, a business book that I've read before. He talked about the big domino, which is basically the one big belief that if you can, like, if the one big false belief that if you can, like, topple for your customer, then they will believe everything you're saying. So, for example, if you're trying to convert someone to Christianity, then the one false belief, the one big domino that you have to get them to believe in is the Bible. Like if you can get them to believe in the Bible, then everything else falls into line and they believe in to Christianity as a whole. And so for I feel like there are many different big dominoes that I have to push over to start the healing process from this extremely destructive society that I've been born into. One of the big dominoes is the fear of death and that that is one of the pillars as well as my spirituality being disconnected as well as the reconnecting with nature and with each other. And I feel like there's a lot more and reconnecting with my higher self as well. There's, I feel like there's a lot more big dominoes that I'm yet to discover, but these are the biggest ones that I've seen to have come across so far and talk about the fear of death. I really feel like, I think that he talks about that in die wise and I have seven books that I'm reading right now, Ascent of Humanity, Die Wise, Come of Age, The Egypt Code, Journeys Out of the Body, Tufti the Priestess, and Dancing After the Music Stops. And the reason why I bought them all seven is because I wanted to try out this reading method to read them all at once, like pick up one, read until I lose focus, and then switch to the next one, and then switch, and then switch. And I tried it out and I decided that it's not for me. I don't like it. It doesn't work. One of the reasons is because for four of the books are pretty hard reads. Like they're way outside of my worldview. And they're also very lengthy books as well as they're written at a very high reading level to where I, I'm i not really able to understand what they're saying much. Like I don't understand much of what they're saying. And so I find that when I was on those books, I would just read like a page and then I'd move on because I wanted to read like Dancing After the Music Stops and Toofty the Priestess and Journeys Out of the Body, which are three of the quicker reads that I wanted to read. But that's why I am switching back to just reading one book at a time. And the book that I chose to read first out of the seven in that pile is dancing after the music stops and i'm already halfway done with it because it's a fairly quick read even though it's like 380 pages long but there's a lot of pictures and there's a lot of pages where there's just no like there's just a few words on it and i feel like that book is like the found like a very good introduction book to the entire list because the guy who compiled the reading list, Gene pascal Riemann, the ultimate reading list for human beings that I'm following right now, he actually wrote Dancing After the Music Stops, which is like a compilation of everything that he learned in the past few years, including all of those books that he read on the reading list. So I felt that it was a good introduction to the reading list. And so that's what I picked first. And then the next book that I'm going to read is either Journey Out of the Bodies or... Or die wise, because I really want to get into die wise soon, because I feel like that will be one of the biggest, most impactful things for me. Because so many times in the past, like past reading, I've noticed that death and like you being on your deathbed is like a common theme amongst them all. I've heard the saying that every single fear is the fear. Like stems from the fear of death and so me learning that the fear of death is actually deeply rooted in the western society western civilization the fear of death is deeply rooted ingrained into our brains to produce like ordinary drones like ordinary average mediocre citizens then I want to destroy that and replace it with something new. And so that's why I want to get into Die Wise because there's, it's number one on Gene Pascal Riemann's reading list. And I feel like it's number one for a reason. And more and more, I'm really locking in to the gateway experience and meditating because more and more the more and more i read dancing after the music stops the more and more it confirms my suspicions and makes me want to actually experience these higher levels of awareness and actually reach like focus 27 and focus 49 and like every single day it's getting i'm getting closer and closer i'm getting better and better Like, my senses are strengthening more and more. I still, like, see blackness. But, like, today I had that one brief moment of that light shining, which I think is a spark of hope. Which, in the moment, I didn't really think anything of it. I just thought it was just something weird. But, in hindsight, I know that that's, like, what they're talking about. Those those experiences. And also I'm I say what I'm about to say with uh with conscious awareness and a little hold back because I don't want to hold expectations, but I also want to mention something. I learned that in one I don't know where I read it, probably like one of the Gateway Experience manuals or guidebooks, they said that you may experience You may get better and better at meditation slowly and surely, just slow and sure progress, which is what's happening right now. Or you may get like an instant epiphany or an instant like you may see blackness and then in an instant everything changes like a flip of a switch. And now you are able to perceive all of this stuff. Like it's a dam breaking, like a a dam, like all the water bursting through the dam. And so I, I'm avoiding holding expectations for that being the case for me, but I'm also pushing through with the knowledge that you never know what's going to happen in the next meditation. It may be like it's been always where I slowly but surely improve, but it also may be a huge moment. So that's why every single time I'm making sure that I maintain super strong focus because that's another thing that I learned in Seven Resonant Colors. Maintain strong focus. Like It's all about keeping strong focus and when your mind drifts, and you i forgot what it, they were mentioning it may in fact be to create that thought as a guardian like if you have a thought persisting and then you turn it into a guardian where you basically personify that thought and give it a throne room like give it a room a throne room and a throne to sit on and a, a character and a mouth to speak through and then the more and more i'm pretty sure this is what it's relating to but the more and more like Triumphs you have over your thoughts, the more energy you get in the form of concentration and focus in the form of focus, and so I know that it's all about focus, having high concentration and being extremely focused, and so that's why I'm really locking in like lately over the past maybe four days, all of my meditations before it's it's strange because. My meditations in the morning and nighttime are fine and they're normal, but it's weird because it's, it always seems to be the meditation right before this podcast where I'm like falling asleep and I'm very distracted and I'm like low concentration, low focus. My mind is drifting a lot and I start to fall asleep. And that was the case for the beginning of this meditation that I had today. And then I like something flipped some, something changed. I don't know if it was that light. I doubt it because I didn't really think anything of the light at the time, but it may just be the fact that I remember gratitude and love is universal in dancing after the music stops. He mentioned that once you get to the highest levels of conscious awareness, once you like once you achieve the highest level of focus or the highest level of consciousness, then you realize that like the last level of life, the last level of the game is just a level of pure love. And so what I tried to evoke in my meditations, it wasn't until halfway through, like in the beginning I kind of forgot about it, but then halfway through, I remembered about love and gratefulness and so I started to evoke it in the meditation where I was just one like towards the end of my once I finished my routine where I visualize my goal do my like routine in my goal I ended up ended off the meditation by the last like however long it was, maybe five, ten minutes, maybe one minute, I don't know, just visualizing myself on my beach that I'm going to have in the future, with a campfire lit, and it's like dark out, and I'm just sitting out in solitude, because that's another thing, solitude is extremely good, like that's when, hes he mentioned that if you are, if you spend a month in solitude, Then you will raise, uh, or I don't remember what he said. It was something to do with like your awareness or your your higher self. He says he said something about solitude and the fact that solitude is like extremely beneficial for my goals right now. Like, like meeting up with my higher self and like merging with my higher self and my spirituality and all that. I started uh, visualizing myself in solitude on the beach in the in the darkness with the sky, the all the stars in the sky, with a campfire right in front of me, and I'm just sitting there, listening to the waves crash, w- w- listening to the campfire crackle, and this is helping me with my senses as well as feel the true love and be in solitude. So I I figured that since another thing that I kind of, he's bringing up a lot is that you are the totality of the universe. Like everything in the universe is like the entire universe is inside your mind. Like everything that is, is in the universe is inside your mind, which I have been like semi aware of that because in Transurfing, You are the creator of your reality and your thoughts are actually the creator of your reality. So you send out your thought form into the world and then the world creates that like thought into reality. And then that is like your reality. So I was kind of aware of that, but that put it into more words. And so me, I figured that me visualizing this is just as good or at least as good as it can get for my situation right now to be, to get these benefits of solitude and to get these benefits of love and being in nature and reconnecting with nature and reconnecting with my, self, my spirituality, re like healing my spirituality. And I feel as though, it's very beneficial to do this meditation, to follow all these principles in my meditation because, and I said that I said something about like a moment ago about my current situation. I don't want to lead you guys the wrong way. I, I have the full capacity to change my situation. I could just drop out. I could just move and like go on my own, but I'm still choosing to stay and that's another thing that I've been struggling with lately. After reading Dancing After the Music Stops, I know that I'm choosing to go through this, this terrible machine of a school system. And I'm still choosing to stay in this society. I'm still choosing to be here. I could just take the leap. But I feel as though I want to Still have the time. I have a lot of like logical reasoning behind my choice in staying. But then it's also, that's just logic. And that's just my mind being reasonable. I don't know. I I feel as though I'm on the right path, even if I stay home right now. Because... Just like my core three. As long as I keep up my core three, which is spirituality through meditating, worldview, and finding, um, discovering the truth, finding the truth through books, as well as documentation through podcasts, as long as I continue those, it will lead me to my life that I tr- truly desire and the life that I am creating at the moment as we speak, the life that I'm creating. Because each one of those has its piece in my in my future. Podcasts will handle the monetary side of things. The worldview will help me. Reading will help me learn about all of this stuff and how to heal from it. And then the meditation will actually help me heal and help me carve away all of these layers of plaque that society has built in my worldview into my mind and heal. And then as well as discover my true power. Like I said, all, or er, all of, all the stuff that I'm saying right now is just words. Like a lot of this stuff I'm just saying is just words and I'm just learning about it in real time. And it's slowly starting to actually become part of my worldview, but I'm just learning about this stuff. And in like, honestly, every single with every passing day, I'm getting better and better more and more and I have a feeling that everything is going to radically change in the next 100 days, next 365 days. Everything's going to radically change over the following months. And I'm ready for it. I'm doing everything every day. So, in the, I, think that in the beginning of this podcast I was saying that we need to start living and I'm realizing that global warming is actually much worse than um I expected because we're actually like it's actually way closer than I thought like the year 2035 is predicted to be the year when we actually start like losing our food and the the middle class is slowly starting to disappear and I'm part of the middle class. And so I assume that the middle class is going to become lower class and it's just gonna be lower upper class. And then the poor are going to get poorer and poorer. And so right now in my current situation, I am not going to have a good future, but I am controlling my destiny and creating my reality. And I, I intend to be a part of the upper class by the time the hard times start to hit, and that's why we need to lock in right now. Lock in, create our business. Lock in, create a life that we actually are happy about living. Like there is enough media, not enough with mediocrity, enough with average normalness, like enough with all of that garbage. Because if we Just bear with me. Let's say 10 years from now is when things just start to go downhill. We start to lose our food sources. We start to lose nature. We start to lose our world as we know it. People are suffering. That's 10 years. We are on the brink of catastrophe within the, like in a decade. So I, let's say it happens in 10 years, I'll be 28. So I'll have lived most of my 20s and I plan on setting myself up. This is why I'm focusing so much on my foundation, my spirituality, my worldview. Because I I am setting myself up for the future because I'm 18 right now and I plan on being financially free to start to live my life during my entire 20s. So then I'll have 10 years to enjoy life and live exactly how i plan and then by the time things go get hard i'll be ready because i'll have all the resources i need to push through it and actually survive it like i'll be better off because i chose to put in the work now and i chose to change things and for some reason i'm starting to get a lump in my throat i don't know why Like, we, tough times are ahead and we need to be prepared. Like, I have been working on business for the past four months. I knew that this is the path I wanted to take, entrepreneurship. And more and more, I'm getting more and more convinced that this is the right path forward. Especially now that I'm learning about, like, the demise of the world as we know it. It's pushing me even more because now I know that we have to start living life. It's time to break free from this concrete world that we live in. It's time to leave the school system. And I feel as though every every passing day, it's getting harder and harder mentally for me to stay in school even though I literally have less than 70 days until I'm done. And that's not even school days. That's just 70 days. 70 days from now, I'll be done with school. I have way less time in school, probably like 40 or 50 days, maybe, maybe less. But every single day, like I talked to my friend this morning, he was, he was like, uh, we were just talking and I was like, dude, this is, this is the hardest time mentally for me, of my entire life, because I'm going to school and I'm discovering the truth. Like, school was hard in the first place to get through d- during the day. That's why I became a part time student. That's why I'm graduating early. School is hard already. But now that I'm discovering the truth and now my worldview is sh- changing, and now I'm actually learning about how and why school is so bad and what it's doing to us, it's becoming even harder and harder. And I also have built up this extremely strong foundation in my school because in school, there's a grading system and that's the way they determine if you succeed or not, or the way you, you pass or not. And I have straight A's. And so I was telling my friend that I have straight A's and I, I believe that if I do nothing for the rest of the year, turn in nothing, I think that I'll still pass because you have to have a D to pass. I believe that I'll still pass for the rest of the year because we're halfway done and I have like perfect scores in all my classes. Or at least in like a few weeks, if I maintain this grade in a few weeks, I can do nothing. So that gives me some very good mental space because I kind of locked in on school in the first semester or first quarter. And now this leaves me the second quarter. To kind of just not care. Not give a F. No F's given. Yes I'm still going to turn in my work. But I'm not going to turn in good quality work. I'm just going to do random stuff. Like in, in my fourth period class day. My sports lit. We had to listen to an audiobook And we had to answer questions about it. On a Google form. And I was basically just looking off of the person that I sit in front of I was basically copying some of his stuff and then he submitted it before I could see the rest so I literally just wrote in a bunch of gibberish and turned it in like that's how much I don't care anymore especially in that class as long as we turn in something of content we get a hundred percent so that's easy things are things are moving forward and i really believe that i'm on the right path forward and the main thing that i'm working on in my spiritual spiritual journey my meditation is just practicing my senses because i know that all of this stuff past focus 10 like all of the th- every single focus level involves a virtual body Like once you get into the focus 12, you enter a virtual body essentially. So you and the more deeper, the deeper and deeper you get into the focus levels, the less and less physical inputs you receive. So the more and more your consciousness is inside of the totality of the universe and the less and less your consciousness is actually listening to your body. So the way I see it is the deeper you get inside of focus levels. So basically at focus 10, your body is asleep. Your mind is awake. So you have reduced sensory input. Like you you can still feel senses from your body. You can still feel things and hear things and see things. Or you can still feel things from your body. And then once you get focus 12, that's the state of expanded awareness. And then you actually feel your body a lot less. And you actually, like, experience a lot less inputs. And then once you get to focus 15, that's the state of no time. And I have not been to focus 15 yet, but I imagine that you can't even, like, you barely feel your body. And then the more deeper and deeper you get, focus 21, focus 27, deeper and deeper you get, the less you can actually feel your body. And I imagine that focus 27, you don't even feel your body. And so in that sense, you enter a higher, your higher self or you enter your second body, which is basically your like virtual body, your imaginary body. Yet it's real. You enter your virtual body. And so right now my virtual body is very weak because I never developed it. It's like I believe it's like a skill. Right now I don't even, I barely feel any senses from this virtual body. And if I do, it's for a brief moment. And I can barely perceive things. Just like I said about that flash of light that I perceive for an instant moment. And then it instantly left. Like I barely perceive things and this is because I see it as my virtual body is not developed and it's like a low level right now. But the more and more I practice with it, the more and more I develop it, then it'll get stronger and stronger until it'll actually be natural for me to actually walk around and perceive things. And that's why I'm really focusing on my senses during my meditation building up my virtual body, building up all these virtual senses, because this is, I feel like this is the foundation. Like if you want to even experience these higher focus levels, you need to have the vehicle to get there and you need to have the vehicle to actually see it and feel it and experience it. One of my goals is to be in focus 27 and like reach these other beings like these other human souls that are in focus 27 and learn from them and be guided by them and get a mentor and so i i'm locking in on the five senses because i feel like you really need to build your senses to be able to even perceive any of this stuff like i've never been able to even visualize and so now I'm going to be able to learn how to visualize. I just have to build up the senses. And another thing that another thing that I did during my meditation was I just had this just I just did it naturally. Like I didn't really think to do it. It just, I just did it. And it was because I'm learning more about the school system and how it's like destroying me. And yet I'm still going. So I need some sort of protection. And I know that the resonant energy balloon helps you pro- helps protect you. And so I had that on my mind as well as the school system was destroying me. And then I also had the higher self on my mind. So in focus 12, at the end, I was like, Protect me from school or protect me at school protect me during school And that's just I just did that and I I actually feel like that's helped a lot I don't know what Like a lot of times I can tell that whether my meditation was good or bad or whether I got a lot out of the meditation By how I feel after it and I Did Based on my feelings after today's meditation, I can tell that I definitely got a lot out of it. Because I got up, stretched, sat up, and my mind was completely tranquil. It was like at peace. And then it was like completely cleared as well. Every once in a while, a few thoughts popped in. But for the most part, it was like very clear. I was in that meditative state. And then slowly but surely it did go back to like it's normal. But like that's how I could tell when I get better at that. And I want to talk more about that metaphor that I said about scraping away the black left in my brain by the school system. And I really think that's extremely important. Especially now while I'm in the school system. Because the way I see it is my whole life... I was part of the system. My whole life I lived in this concrete box, grew up getting taught a bunch of lies about reality, getting taught a bunch of garbage. And the way I see it is I have a broken worldview right now, which is considered a normal worldview, but the way I see it is it's broken. It doesn't reflect the reality of of things. And so... I have to kind of scrape it, like I have to slowly but surely work on destroying it and shaping it back to how I sh- how it should be. And trans reading transurfing has actually like done a big, very good job at like destroying it and shaping it to what it's supposed to be. Reading all these books are actually helping a lot. But one thing that is actually helping tremendously is meditating because the inner work, like ever since I heard this one quote from Iman Gazi, most people don't do the inner work and that's why they're not successful. Like ever since I heard that, I've always like been thinking about the inner work and I've obsessed over it because I'm just constantly working on the inner work because I believe that that is exactly what will help me develop this like character that I want to become and world that I want to shape and so one like meditation has helped so much just plain meditation I've been doing meditating consistently for the past like four months maybe three months and in the first few months, like three or two or three months, I was simply just sitting and clearing my thoughts, sitting in silence, just clearing my thoughts, not doing any exercises in my mind. And that was helping. And I definitely felt that that was like clearing all of the, it was helping to clear and kind of heal my mind and my focus and my concentration and my attention. It was helping to undo what TikTok did. TikTok destroyed my mind. Social media, YouTube, all that stuff destroyed my mind in the sense where it lowered my attention span. It reduced my focus, my concentration, all that. So just playing meditation helped to bring my focus back and my attention and my concentration back. But then it wasn't until I started to do exercises like i did i started the gateway experience and in that you the first exercise that you do every single meditation is called the energy conversion box it's basically where you place in a bunch of bad things into it so there's like eight or nine things that i place into it every single exercise and that i felt was the first step to actually like do the inner work and clean up all the garbage that is in my mind. Because I, I see my mind as a just, I see my mind as land. And then when you grow up in a society, like what I grew up in the American society, normal, the Western civilization, if you grow up in that, then over your lifetime, like, or even over in your childhood, they start dumping trash into your sacred land. Like they dump trash through the school system. They dump trash rapidly through TikTok and social medias. And eventually your mind, your sacred land, your sacred space becomes a dump. And that's why most people can't even control their attention for a long period of time. They can't even control their attention for more than like three seconds which that was me a few months ago. Now I'm able to control it for maybe like 15 seconds and then I lose control. So I still have a long way to go. But I, I feel as though my whole life I've been dumping a lot of trash in it. And so now I have to start cleaning it up. And meditation and doing the energy conversion box really helps to clean that up reading really helps to find all the trash and help me like figure out because I definitely know that once I start reading like die wise I'll be able to pinpoint a lot a big trash area because currently the death thing like being afraid of death is kind of unknown to me so I don't know where that trash pile is in my mind once I start reading die wise I'll be able to know exactly what to do during my meditations and I'll slowly but surely start to put in like certain things in the energy conversion box as well as add affirmations and i found that affirmations actually help a lot because tiktok especially has like shaped my mind to look at girls and women sexually and like basically look at them and basically idolize them and just all around not good for my mental and that was a bad thing. And I still like do this to this day, but I found that energy conversion box. I put girls in that energy conversion box that helps. But another thing that is extreme, like one of the better things that's, that I've done to kind of fix this is state in my affirmation. I am a man with high standards when it comes to women. Simple as that. I just say that three times in my affirmation and every single time I see like a girl that I would like lust over. I always just, I've been more, like usually I would just instantly fall asleep and just like stare or not even stare, but like think about them and like all that garbage that society has basically taught us to do. But now I actually have this moment where I actually start to wake up and I'm starting to wake up a lot more and more to the point where a lot of times when I instantly see like catch a sight of a girl, I instantly like say, I'm a man with high standards when it comes to women. And I say, I'm like, I have high standards, high standards. And that like does two things. It allows me not to chase a like low quality girl, not to waste energy on low quality girl, as well as it keeps me focused, keeps me focused on my mission because these are all distractions around me. And that's another... That's um, one quote that I read in the book, Dancing After The Music Stops, was... Oh, I forgot what it was. It was, like, the average man chases, like, fake girls or low-quality girls. And, like, the mediocrity is all about low-quality girls, like, fake fake girls or something like that. But I I understand the concept, and it's basically... Just don't go for low quality. Don't chase low quality. Focus on your mission. Focus on your purpose. My friend a couple of weeks ago, uh, he's one year younger than me. And he was asking me if he said he has girl problems. And he was like, I want a girlfriend. I'm like, And then he was like, do you have a girlfriend? I said, no. He said, uh, do you want to get a girlfriend? I was like, no, I got to stay on my... I have to stay on my purpose, stay on my mission, and he was like, well, do you think I should get one, and I, I said, no, absolutely not, you need to stay focused on your mission, stay focused on your purpose, because these are all distractions, and the thing is, I heard Hamza talk about it one time, where you, he basically went through a few girlfriends, and he found that he like outgrew them, and he was on self-improvement and by the time within like a few months he had grown so much as a man and improved himself so much and the girl the woman the woman couldn't keep up and so he broke up and then went to a different one and then the same thing happened and then he decided to stay alone for a little bit because you simply outgrow them like another thing is in like one year two years we're gonna be so far ahead of like everyone else we're gonna be so far ahead of everyone else like in our society in our school because if you look around look around at everyone surrounding you they they don't even like most people aren't even on self-improvement and the people that are on self-improvement like they're not even like learning about spirituality and meditation and like getting deep into this stuff they're not They're not listening to this podcast. They're not learning about the Gateway Experience. They're not learning about the world and how we're dying. Like, the world is dying, global warming. They're not worried about spirituality. And I'm so grateful that I went down this path. Because all around me, I see people. Now, I've kind of started to tune it out, which is good. Because before, I actually... Especially when I was first becoming conscious of this, I was extremely aware of the people around me and how everyone was asleep. Everyone was on their phones, but I'm starting to tune it out. Like I don't even notice people on their phones anymore. I don't notice people like being asleep. I don't notice like this stuff much anymore, which is good because it's starting to exit my worldview. I'm starting to tune all this stuff out because it's a waste, waste of energy. And it's just a matter of time. Just maintain this path. And then over time, I'll add more and more things to my routine. Like, I'll add more, I'll add more, get rid of more. Like, one of another quote is, it is easier to be great by getting rid of things than to add things. Like, if you want to see through a window that has like a bunch of post it notes or pictures on it it's easier to see through it if you get rid of a bunch of that stuff rather than add a little bit more stuff to it. Like, the ability to get rid of things is one of the greatest abilities all. I remember when I was first getting into self-improvement and I was like, oh, I'm never going to delete YouTube or, oh, I'm never going to delete TikTok or Instagram. Oh, I'm not going to not go on my phone oh I'm not I'm never gonna delete Clash of Clans like Clash of Clans was a big game that I played throughout my childhood and I developed like my base a lot on that game and I was like oh I'm never gonna delete this I'm just I'm gonna have this on my phone for the rest of my life and I'm gonna play it all of throughout my entire life and I'm gonna show my kids how good I am and then literally like a week later I deleted the app I deleted the game I haven't i haven't downloaded that ever since and i ha- i'm not on my phone anymore the only reason i am on my phone at all is to record shorts every day and then post it and that's it that's all i do on my phone like the ability to just delete things from your life is so valuable i was holding myself self back for so long just holding on to the phone holding on to youtube all that stuff and I remember junior year towards the end of the year I was really going through the I was going through all my social medias and I was just deleting my accounts I wasn't just deleting the apps I was deleting my entire account off of the app and there if you've ever deleted an account you know that there's a 30-day period of where you delete the account and then If you log in within 30 days, your account gets reactivated. So you have to wait 30 days until it's completely deleted. And so I did that for all of my like social media stuff. And I remember those 30 days were a very long and like kind of stressful period of my uh, junior year not because I was like wanting to get on it but because I wanted it to be deleted so soon I wanted it to be gone I wanted it to just be out of out of sight out of mind um that was one of the best decisions that I've ever made cuz even if it, it deleting the actual account was so much better of a decision I got so much more benefit out of it than simply deleting the app and maintaining the account because I was, I remember over summer when I was telling my friend about this like I had deleted social media for quite some time, but my friend hadn't, he just deleted the apps. He didn't delete his accounts. And so I remember telling him about this and I was like, well, you got to delete the accounts because the moment you like delete it, it just gets deleted out of your subconscious Like when you completely eradicate it and have no point of return, it's deleted off your subconscious. And so you instantly alleviate so much more mental energy. So the ability to delete things off of your life is so valuable. And right now, one of the biggest things that I'm struggling with to delete out of my life is school. It will be deleted automatically in 70, 70 days. But I want it to be deleted earlier. And the thing is, I could just not go to school for the rest of the semester and still graduate, which is all that my parents want. They just want me to graduate, but they do want me to have good grades. I could do all that. But the thing is that the... As of this year, like it wasn't like this last year, but this year, the school added a 12 day attendance policy where you have to be in school, you only get 12 days, 12 absences until you fail the class. So if you are absent 12 times, you're out of there, you you fail the class. So then... My The number one thing I do not want to happen is to fail the class and then have to take it again next semester, which means that I'll have to become another part-time student because you can't just take one class. You have to take an entire schedule and the small schedule they offer is for four periods, which is what I'm doing. So I'd have to maintain this schedule all of next semester if I, if I fail the class. So that's why I'm not failing the class. Because I know that I would rather, I would rather stay in school for just seventy days than fail and be in a situation where I'm forced to go for an entire another semester. I cannot, I can't survive another semester. That would be the epitome of like death for me. I would be able to survive it, but I just. That would not be a very good time for me. But every day, like, there, there's one thing that I want to talk Right now, I am... The dangerous thing about adding things to your identity is that once you realize that you need to outgrow it to make the next 10x jump, it's hard too. Because it's part of your identity. And one of the things that added to my identity is recording a 1-hour long podcast every single day or at least posting a 1-hour long podcast every single day. Which a 1-hour long podcast daily is a lot. And I'm just realizing that because it's good for the first maybe 80 days, but I reach a certain point where my I don't know if my actual episodes are gaining much quality. So I'm reaching a point where it's simple it's simply just quantity now. And the way to actually make it quality is to have more time to prepare and script like or actually create a uh outline. Like lately I've been writing out outlines for my episode, but I feel as though it needs to be like more or I need a little bit more time to actually learn more. So I've been kind of thinking maybe I should do like less time episodes maybe not one hour maybe like 30 minutes or 20 minutes or maybe I should like make every other day or once a week I don't know I just my first goal or my first like the reason why I created this podcast in the first place was to try and prove or disprove the statement that Russell Brunson said well i'm actually trying to prove it i'm not trying to disprove it because that'd be dumb i'm trying to prove russell brunson's statement that if you post every day for an entire year you'll never have to worry about money again so that's why i'm trying to prove it and so i figured that if i do one hour episodes then it will be good so i'm at a position where right now in my current like for the next 70 days I'm still in school where it's just a grind to get all these episodes out. Not really like the, it's not a lot of work. It's just a grind to keep up and actually learn enough to actually talk about it. But Oh, in the next seven, like once school is over for me, I'll, I'll have like a lot of time freed up. And so I'll be able to have a brand new schedule. And I know I talked about how I was going to have a new schedule during this school year. I don't think I'm going to do that because it's, it's not much worth it to have two rest days when I would only have like four, less than like four hours of rest by the time I get home. No, not honestly, like one hour of rest. It's not really much worth it. I'm just going to maintain this until I get to the end, but there's one thing that I haven't done yet that I need to do is discover my five pillars for the podcast. Like right now, I only have two pillars, meditation and spirituality. And if you guys haven't noticed, or no, spirituality and worldview, which spirituality is meditation. But if you guys haven't noticed, all of my episodes lately have just been about Spirituality and meditation. Honestly, like all my episodes in my entire show have been about meditation and spirituality in some way or another, or spirituality and worldview. So I'm trying to figure things out along the way. But to wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to look up at the sky.